Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Seidel, along with Derek Seidel, and this is Coach Speak. Welcome back to the pod, everyone. Uh, it is time for preview number four, and that would be the Southeastern Conference White Division. This is close to your heart, Derek. Man, this is like going back in time. The, the White Division's changed a little bit since your days, but um, it's always fun talking about this league. I'm sure you have good memories. Definitely have good memories. Played in all these gyms, I guess, with the exception of Jackson, and definitely have good memories with that. It is weird not talking about Dexter in the SEC White, at least for me, because you know right. I haven't been around with them at all. This is the second year that they're not in there, but it still hasn't, I guess, really set in for me that that's the case. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a competitive league. It's a good league. I think having the you know a six school league and is kind of interesting. You know, it's really. You know, they've split the last two years too um, with mm-hmm. these six schools, so uh, that that definitely shows how competitive and closely matched it is. Yeah, in recent history, this is before they went to six teams. I mean, Lincoln and Imani Bates won this league title in uh, 2019 and 2020, and then the the 2021 season. Uh, that's the uh, kind of the shortened season the one that was not shortened at the end, but we, we started late Dexter, Chelsea and Pinckney kind of finished in a virtual tie, a three-way tie in a six team league, I think. Um, and then last year, again, to come see Chelsea and Jackson finished in a three-way tie again, um, all with seven and three records. Jackson, by the way, last year was seven and three in the league. Good for a three-way tie for first place. They were eight and 13 overall. <laughs> So they were one and 10 outside of is that. Is that right? Yeah. Including the district game uh, outside of the conference. So that's uh that's a little interesting, but anyway, let's get started with this man. And I don't think there's any, um, you know, uh, Chelsea is, is coming off really two tri championships in the last two years. Uh, they uh, were, were coached by Josh Trope at that time. Now they are coached by Andrea Cabana. I think it would be hard not to to call them the the favorite this year, but I, I think there's there's two other teams that may disagree with that or are going to have something to say about that. But let's talk about the Bulldogs first. Coach Cabana's first year, they bring back a a slew of talent, man, they, and and they've got some young talent too. There are obviously some seniors they're going to figure in here, but heck, their two most accomplished players might be juniors. When when you think of Chelsea, what what comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, I think it really is talent that comes to mind. They have a lot of talent. Um, they're going to on any, basically any given night in the league, I expect them to have the better team on paper. Again, games aren't won on paper. So that, that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot when push comes to shove, but it does give you a good advantage uh, to start with. So, I think that again, I don't, I don't, this, this comes across, you know, especially from a guy from Dexter, like, like something bad, but they, I think they're kind of flashy, right? Like they have, they have guys that really play uh, with some style. They, they can do a lot of things. They're very talented individuals. Um, but I think again, it's, it's a fun brand of basketball when it comes down to it, to watch um, just because you, you're going to see a lot of um, a lot of high level play. They got some guys that can play above the rim guys that can shoot the three ball. So yeah, it's exciting. And they really don't have a big either. So uh, it's kind of the, the small ball feel as well. So they're going to spread you out and um, play in space and, and get up and down. So um, it should be an exciting team for sure. Right. 
Well, let's start with their, their big three. And it's funny, you know, uh, Coach Cabana, who, who's, who's uh, better known for her, her state championship team at Grass Lake and the nice run that she had there. You know, she had kind of a three-headed monster of players over there. And she actually compares this, this group of Matt Blanton, Joey Cabana, and Jake Stevens to the group that, he, uh, that she had uh, with, with the girls' team at Grass Lake. Obviously, boys and girls' basketball is a little bit different. But these three are, are, are formidable. And it's uh, oddly enough, I think all three were drafted on our all-area preseason draft team. I think I grabbed two of them and you grabbed one. But I'm going to start with Joey Cabana. Uh, he, obviously, he's a, he's a kid I drafted first, and they're one of the, my top picks in that draft. 6'2", junior point guard. I'm excited just to see his progression. I mean, I, I watch the videos on social media like everybody else, but to actually see him play at some point, I'm hoping to do that. Um, you know, I've watched him as a ninth grader, watched him as a 10th grader, and he's probably better because all he does is play basketball. Man, the kid is a uh, – I mean, he puts in the time, but he is – you know, he, he's going to handle the ball. He, he can pass it. He can shoot it. He, he's an athlete. Uh, he, he's a special player. And then you team him up with, with Jake Stevens, uh, 6'3 junior, um, who, who can shoot it. Uh, he's going to play some point. All these guys can handle the ball. They're very skilled. Uh, he shoots a high percentage no matter where he's shooting the ball. And uh, Coach Cabana already is – kind of um, salivating at the, the kind of mismatches that she can create out there when he's on the floor. It's really hard for anybody to cover him. So just those two guys right there are, are uh, a big plus and, and give them maybe an advantage over everybody they're going to play this year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, those two kids are, are special and they're both only juniors too. So to get them for yep. two years, coach Cabrera is obviously very excited um, for that. And I expect him to put up big numbers and really cause headaches for, for opponents in the league uh, these next two years. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you covered the main points with them. I think you're right. It's really about, you know, how much are they going to progress or have they progressed from last year? You know, as you, as you move into your junior year and your senior year, their upper class when they've, they've been playing varsity for now, this is their third year. So you, you know, some of the not saying that these guys were making a lot of, you know, young kid mistakes last year, but you really expect all that to be gone by now. So I think um, just to have two steady cards like that is, is going to be nice and it's going to make, make things a lot easier for them. Um, I'm curious to see what kind of stuff they choose to do to get these guys in space. Like, like coach mentioned to get those mismatches. Like, do they feel they can just isolate these guys? Are they going to try to get switches, draw switches and and hunt matchups or or how do they do that? Uh, It will definitely be interesting. I know, you know, the third guy being Matt Blanton, um, you know, uh, as a, as a senior in the mix as well, he's a very talented kid who can really shoot it can get to the rim um, as well. So I think they really kind of all have this, this versatile game um, that really allows them to to play in a multitude of ways. And it should be really, really exciting uh, and really tough to stop. I think the, you know, outside of those guys, there there's a lot more unknowns. I mean, but Carter Alexander has been playing uh, with that varsity group for a long time. He's going to be a senior. I expect him to have, um, a good year as well. Maybe he's probably a little under the radar at this point, considering, you know, all these other guys are getting all this hype. He, he's, he's a very good player, very talented kid, um, long and athletic as well. So I think that uh, having him as like, I guess you could argue your fourth guy on, on, on your, your, your lineup there. Um, that's a, it's a nice weapon to have uh, for sure. Along with some of these other guys coming up, but 
Yeah. Alexander has been, I mean, he's been a guy that we've, we've heard about since I think at least his sophomore year. I mean, we, we know Josh obviously, so we, we probably knew about him before then. And I'm not sure where he fits in, in terms of college basketball, if he even desires to play or what his prospects are there. I know the first three guys we mentioned are, are legitimate scholarship college basketball players. I mean, all three of them are probably going to play D2 or higher. And it really, you know, with two of them, heck, they still got two full seasons left. Um, Land has had, you know, multiple offers, and I think uh, including a D2 or, or uh, offer as well. So, yeah, it's just, again, talent. I mean, Chase Lay, you know, we, we hear that he, he may have got hurt in football. I don't know if that's a season-ending thing or if it's just going to keep him out for a while or just maybe slow his start. But that's been a, a key name in, in Chelsea basketball the last few years. Um, it, it got some others. Um, you know, Drew Blanton is listed here. I mean, there's multiple kids. We're not going to go through every single one of them. Drew Blanton has been, you know, that's Matt's uh, younger brother, and he's been you know, heard about him when he was in the middle school and sophomore point guard. You know, very fundamental, smart kid. Um, and he, and he, I think he saw a time last year uh, during some of the five quarter stuff that uh, Trope implemented there. So this is yeah, this is a good team. I mean, I I don't know. I if I had to we don't bet money on high school games, but it would be hard for me not to bet against these guys. I like the, you talk about flash and they got a little feel of kind of like an AAU group to them, you know, that they play loose, but they all are AAU players and they just, they play the game so freely. And, you know, Andrea is either going to be a genius because she, she, you know, she, uh, you know, she lets them go because if, if they play loose and they play free, but they play in, with some, some intelligence and some discipline at key times in the game, I don't know if there's anybody in this conference that can beat them. Now, if they play too loose and too free and there's a lack of discipline at key times, then all of a sudden uh, you might have some problems. But um, I, regardless, it's going to be a fun team to watch. So, all right. Well, hey, moving on. So, I, you know, if we, if, if we started with Chelsea and we set the standard there, I think there's, you know, in my mind, I don't know about yours, there's, there's probably two teams in this league that maybe have a chance to compete for that title or, or, or knock them off. And it kind of, hopefully they don't have another three-way championship in this conference. They got to do something to break that tie. Well, let's move to Tecumseh. Tecumseh was one of the tri-champions a year ago. Um, they are, you know, this <laughs> – it, these kids are all play all these names that we're looking at right here. Most of them are football guys and they're having just a, a incredible football season. And they had a really good basketball season last year, great record and got that championship when really nobody expected it. Uh, and, and most of them were juniors and you look at it, how many seniors they, they have in, 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 the, in their returners. Um, gotta, gotta believe they're going to be strong. You play this team. I don't, you, don't you play them in an exhibition game early. So you're going to find out a little bit more about them. Yeah, for sure. We open with them like in, in the month of November. So, um, heck, it's going to be like about when this podcast is coming out, we're going to be getting ready to play them. But um, and that's going to be a heck of a challenge for us, because like you said, this is an experienced group. This group of seniors has been being talked about since they were freshmen, yeah. like, oh, yeah. this cl- this is the class. This is the class that's going to um, really make noise for Tecumseh. And they, they've done that. They've definitely done that. And I think the, the biggest thing with Tecumseh, man, is like, they just have that that it factor going right now. Like you said in football, like they just there's something something going on with this with with their athletic program where they're really clicking and you know it's just a lot of good things are happening. I think they got really good talent having like so many guys back. I think Coach Webster said something like, you know, eight guys, I think maybe their top eight guys or so are or something like that. The majority of them at least are back. So um 
Yeah, like it's it's uh, it's interesting. I, I think it's kind of like what we talked about a little bit with the Olivet team that you have. It's like at that point when you have so many returners, it's you know, the, it's almost tough to to say like, hey, what what can we do to still push ourselves to try to raise our ceiling? So I'm curious what they're able to do in that respect. Um, getting into the personnel, I think you know it really all starts with Ryder Zajac. I mean, he's a heck of a player. We talked about him some already in some of our previous podcasts, but uh, just a extremely versatile guy at six foot four um, can kind of play that almost like point center role. He's kind of like, you know, that, that's the, 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 the Nikola Jokic role um, <laughs> at the high school level. But uh, yeah, so I, I think uh, it'd be curious to see what, what he can add to his game or if, you know, uh, if he's able to really even bring it up to, to the next level here as a senior. But uh, it, it's also interesting just, just comparing them to, to Chelsea, I think that they're kind of a very different style team. Like they're a physical team that relies more on their bigs, um, which, you know, Chelsea doesn't even really play with anybody. That's like a, a, a big in that sense, not in Ryder, obviously, like we mentioned, he, he's not your, you know, only playing on the back back to the basket kind of guy, but he is a big, and they have some other big physical guys like Joe Ben scooter and stuff. So it, it's interesting, not only as we break this down, how it's such a contrast in the style that we t- saw with Chelsea. I think that's what makes this really interesting. Yeah, and, and uh, who, who can impose their will on the other when these two teams play will be interesting. You know, Ryder Zajac, you mentioned he did it. He averaged 18 points and 10 rebounds a game last year, which is really impressive for a junior. But the other, the, the number that that stands out when you look at their team stats, I mean, they only gave up 45 points per game last season. That tells you that they, they have the ability to grind. And the one thing a team like Chelsea probably doesn't really want to do is grind. I mean, they want to get out and go. They want a high possession game. So that battle of wills is definitely there. These names, you mentioned Ben Scooter uh, along with Zajac. I mean, Grant Mossberg, David Hunt, Gavin uh, Chenevy. These guys are all back from last year, all seniors. You know, they're, they're you know, six foot, five, ten, and six, two, respectively, but they all have different skill sets, but they're, they're winners and they, they compete and they all guard. I remember you, I remember when you first played them, I think the, the summer you were first at Napoleon, maybe, or whatever, one of your games, you just came back and said how physical they were and how, you know, they really guarded. It was tough to get shots and generate offense. And I think that's their, what they hang their hat on. But uh, I think they have some, they have some skill too, and they're able to, uh, to put some, you know, points up when they need to. No doubt that that's a hundred percent. What, what my biggest takeaway was when I saw them a few years ago. And a lot of these guys were the guys that we played and actually Zajac didn't even play that day. Mm. Um, so they didn't even have what, you know, probably was their best player. And that was going into last season, the summer before last season. So um, yeah, I, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if they put up the same type of defensive number, if not a better one um, in terms of the points allowed and, um, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> there's something about that gym too, man. You, you go down there to the jungle, you, you just, you don't put up big scoring numbers. I mean, when I, we used to face the zone down there when I played, but, uh, they, they do something to those rims. I swear. Cause you, you just, you can't score in that gym. I don't know what it is. Hey, Randy Swoverland used to tell you, man, when you complain about tight rims, he said, don't hit them. And that really is the case at the company. If your ball, that ball touches that rim, it is not going in. Those used to be some of the tightest rims I've ever seen. Uh, at least that's what kids complain about when, when we take teams down there. So, yeah, looking forward to this uh, the, the matchup there. But, okay, that's two teams. But let's look at the other team. And these are obviously a, a tri-champion last year. And anybody who knows um, – 
Milton Barnes, uh, who uh, my claim to fame with Milton Barnes is that was the, my first varsity boys basketball game was against his really good Albion team when I was at Painty. I won't, I won't reveal that score. I already did it once on this podcast. I'm not going to do it again. But um, Milton, when he when he gives preview information, he's not giving us a lot. And he, Milton's a great guy. And he's but man, he's a Hall of Fame type coach. And but he does not share a lot of information when it comes to his team. So we're kind of winging this a little bit. Um, but he, he's got some players and we're going to talk about two of them today, but there's, there's many more. I think the one thing that Jackson has is just a multitude of, of sound, athletic, tough kids, and they are going to be a handful for both Chelsea and Tecumseh. Um, did you, have you seen Jackson recently? Did you see him last year? Have you seen him this, that all this summer? I didn't see him at all this summer. Um, last year, I, I only saw maybe like a few clips and stuff of them. I, we did play them the, the summer before last year. Um, so I, I did experience him then, you know, yeah. And I, I, I think I saw some of their game with Adrian. They had kind of a wild game with Adrian. I think it was on JTV last year, but I, I don't know a lot either. Like you're saying what, what I do know, I mean, again, the two guys that, that are names to know, I guess, are Terrell white, who is a uh, second team, uh, M live, uh, all area selection last year. And he, and according to that M live article, he was the, their leading score at 11 points per game. He averaged three rebounds per game. And then the other guy that was honorable mention all area was Savon Campbell. Um, these are the two names that coach gave us as well. Uh, so those two guys I think are, are the top, you know, guys to watch out for. Uh, it sounds like Terrell white is a very good shooter um, and obviously a good score from the guard position. So I think uh, those two guys will, will give them a good, a good uh, base to, to go off of I, what I also have just seen or know about their program, at least in, like I said, going into last year's, they have a ton of dudes that can play. Like when they had a big summer roster, obviously it's the summer. Everyone has a big roster, but they had just like waves of guys that were similar type players. So um, they're not going to be lacking in, in, in overall depth or talent. I don't think it's just a matter of putting the pieces together when it comes down to it. Yeah. And this Campbell, I mean, the six, three senior forward, I mean, long athletic wing, uh, wing, who's, a, you know, outstanding defender and rebounder. And I guess he's, he's capable of being kind of, you mentioned a point setter earlier with one of our players, he'd kind of be a point forward. Um, he may have been a first team, all uh, sec white player last year as well. Campbell, even though uh, white was probably the leading score, they have seven, you know, coach mentioned they have seven, seniors returning with a lot of varsity experience and, and so he, he didn't share all their names with us and, and and we could obviously just list a bunch of names but those are the two guys that kind of stand out um jackson and, and the one thing uh i think uh, coach barnes takes a lot of pride in and this is why maybe they were able to to win a, a tri championship last year they they will play one of the toughest non-conference schedules of any team in our area and seven and three in the league last year, eight and 13 overall. He's not afraid to lose non-league games to, to get better. Now, it didn't help them in the state tournament, but they're in such a tough district that, you know, those are the kind of teams I guess you have to play. So you're not shell-shocked when you see them, but um, they, they're going to be right there, if, especially if they stay healthy, but they're depth and they, and they can play fast with Chelsea. And I think they'll be fine with that. And they probably can play in a grind you know, with, with Tecumseh, if, if need be. And that's one of Barnes's attributes as a coach. I think his teams have always been able to play different styles. So uh, this, those three teams are going to go right at it again this year. Should be interesting to see who can kind of emerge as the favorite. Um, anyway, 
that that kind of sends us to the other three, and, and there's some good some good players and some possibilities here as well. But let's let's start with Adrian and uh, Coach Jordan Kelly. Um, I mean, we're looking at we got a you know, we got some name. We got a, it's a really young team, um, especially with Stevie Elam. But what are your and you've seen Adrian a lot. You've seen him. You might even be seeing him a little bit in, in this fall league. What are your thoughts on Adrian? Yeah, I think that, you know, they really kind of established an identity last year in terms of, uh, you know, they were a team that's going to press you constantly. They're going to get up and down the floor. Um, they're going to make you uncomfortable. Like the, you're mm-hmm. going to have to play their style. And I know watching them play Chelsea last year, when well, I think they beat them at, uh, at Adrian, if I remember correctly, um, that they were just, again, they just made them uncomfortable. Um, and they really can 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 get up and defend. They get up and down the floor. They can score. They they play with no fear. Um, so uh, I, I definitely think that that will carry into this year. Now they don't have Joe Francis anymore, which that was obviously a a, ma- a major piece for them last year. Uh, a key part with with what they were able to do with, with some of that disruptive defense. But I think having a guy like Stevie Elam, although a very different player than Joe, just especially in terms of size you still have a, a key kind of cog that you can center your team around um, in that sense. You know, he, he is extremely impressive. He, he's been playing some in that. And like you mentioned in that fall league, um, he's just a, a physical athletic dude. And for a sophomore, he just does not look like a sophomore. Like he looks like, you know, he could be a, a you know, a senior or a, a college freshman with just like how, how uh, filled out his body is like his shoulders and his, his arms and stuff. Uh, he can really shoot the three ball, um, but he's quick. He'll get up in India defensively and, and pressure you, make you uncomfortable, get to the rim. He kind of does all the things they want to do as a program uh, from that guard spot. And I expect his role to just grow um, each year. I mean, he averaged 14 points, five rebounds and two assists as a freshman last year. Um, so yeah, he's, he's well on his way to, you know, um, hopefully he doesn't ever get hurt or anything. He's well on his way to well over a thousand points. Um, um, in his in his high school career, and then you know Amarion Ficklin at the guard spot is uh, a, again another guy that's a great defender. I think that you know he can get to the rim and stuff. I haven't seen him play quite as much as, as Stevie Elam, but uh, he, again he fits that mold as kind of just they it starts with their guards getting up into the other team, pressuring, making you uncomfortable, and uh, and getting up and down the floor. So those are the guys that I really know for sure. Uh, but. Yeah, and that's what I expect. I don't know what else you have to add with that. No, yeah, yeah. The one thing too I wanted to mention about Elam, you know, a couple of things. One, a forty percent three point shooter, um, which is that's impressive. But you know, he, when a coach says he lets the game come to him, and he's only a sophomore, you know, that's that really that, that that's that's quite a compliment, and that's not really what most you know freshmen and sophomores do. They're usually rushing a little bit, so I, I think that's pretty impressive. And I, I saw him once this summer when we played him, and I also was impressed. Um, you know, the, the Ficklin, uh, I don't think he played last year, so he's he's returning after kind of missing a year. So that's a big uh, big addition for them. You know, Tristan Hayes, a five eleven junior guard; Holden Davies, a six one senior guard; Sean Parker, a six two junior forward all going to figure in. I mean, they're going to be really young, but, um, you know, they don't, and they don't have a lot of returners. Uh, but I, I think you know, it sounds like coach Kelly's excited about this team. And it just, again, I remember watching them this summer and you just never know how many guys are actually there, but they, it looks like a, a, they, they play, they play a fast pace. They play they like they have fun out there. There's a good vibe with this team. So they, they could be dangerous. They might not night in night out have enough to compete with those three teams that we just talked about but 
don't take them lightly. And they got a couple of special players in this group. So um, it'll be interesting to see if, if, if they can impact the league at all. I think one thing to know with them, I believe, and again, I could be missing this. I think they lost two guys that were going to be seniors that would have been key players for them that left to play for that aim high prep program. Um, so I think that is also going to hurt mm. them a little bit uh, this year, but you know, that kind of thing can actually, you know, maybe it'll help them in the long term. I uh, guess again, it's going to force some younger guys into duty and maybe they will, uh, you know, be able to have some guys be more experienced moving forward. That's just one thing I think maybe we should note. If they were to have those guys, maybe the, that could even bump them up into that next tier in the SEC uh, white. Right. I think Coach Kelly, too. I mean, we, we, Elam's only a sophomore. There's three other sophomores and um, that he's going to take a long look at early in the year to see if they can, you know, have roles with the varsity. So uh, that, again, just showing how young they're going to be, but he's not afraid of it. So uh, young, exciting teams are always fun. You know, speaking of, so that, that that's going to take us to Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti community. I still just call them Ipsy, but they're Ypsilanti community technically. They have a new coach this year also, uh, L.J. Frazier, uh, a, known, a name that's very well known in Washtenaw County. I don't know what, I don't think anybody knows what to expect. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're, I'll tell you what, they're going to play hard and they're going to be exciting. And LJ is going to bring great energy. I mean, he's as excited about this season as any coach in our state right now, just based on some uh, interactions that I've had with him. But uh, there's a bunch of unproven guys on this roster and it doesn't mean they're not going to be any good, but it's, it's really kind of up in the air of, of you know, where, of where they're going to fall. And I, he knows they're in a tough conference, he being Coach Frazier. And I think if he, if they can, you know, if they can maybe win as many as they lose, he probably would be, he'll probably take that right now. But um, anytime you throw all these new guys in, um, you know, you just, you just don't know. And then they lost Chandler Ramsey. Um, uh, it was their leading scorer last year. Um, their, their second leading scorer, Tyrese Rawls, is back. Um, and he's only a sophomore guard at 5'11", and he's going to have to carry a lot of the load for this group. Yeah, you know, and that, I think that, that that can be exciting for a program if you're relying on a sophomore because you know that you've got that guy in your program for the next three years. Um, again, I, I have not seen Ipsy play. I watched, Again, I watched very small. I didn't know who was who last year when I watched him on film a little bit, so I don't know who all is each guy, but again, having a five eleven guard, you know, I don't know what, how he's built, but it, I think it worries me a little bit when, if he's a little small in this league, cause you got some big physical guards. He's got to go against night in night out. Uh, but I think, you know, he's going to be a, a key call for them this year and moving forward the next few years. It looks like the other returning starter they have is a mean or a mean uh, Campbell who's a six foot two senior. He started for him a year ago, uh, was a, one of their leaders or the leaders in rebounds and blocks. Um, so it's nice to have him back. It looks like they have some, some younger guys coming to that have a little bit of size. They have a six, six junior coming in, um, Jameer Kearney. I can play inside as well. So that, you know, they, they have, hopefully they have some pieces. Like you said, it, it's, it's probably, uh, you know, about the little things this year. How can they make some small improvements and, uh, maybe pop a few teams throughout the year, um, and, and just kind of start to build this thing back up. Um, you know, I, when, when you think at least when I think Ipsy basketball, you think, you know, tough kids, really, really, uh, you know, defensive oriented basketball. Um, uh, I, again, I, I don't know if coach Frazier is going to go that route, but, uh, uh, if he does, I, I have a feeling they could, they could get back to that, 
um, style that just seemed to fit who they were uh, when I was there. I mean, it's just like it, they they loved it when you played at their place. It was like <laughs> the crowd loved the defensive side of the ball, and the, the, the kids really bought into that. And you know, maybe that it's a different group now. Maybe they'd go with a different style, but um, it'll be interesting to see how Coach Frazier can can develop them this year. You know, there's two other seniors we should mention: uh, Keishon Hamilton. Uh, hopefully, I pronounced his first name right. A six-one senior guard, and Remendo Miller, a six-one. Uh, looks like they list him as a senior and a junior. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him a senior, but he uh, might actually be a junior. So oh, no, that's his name is Remendo Miller Jr. My bad. Got, got yeah, there you go. Script right, but um, so th- those two guys are going to uh, factor in, and they both played last year, so they bring some experience. You know, the thing about Ipsy and and, and when Coach Brooks just did an unbelievable job during his tenure there, and, and I'm sure LJ is going to try to carve his own niche, but you know they were uh, they were able to attract players. And they just haven't, you know, lately, you know, Coach Brooks leaves and they had a little bit of, you know, of course, turmoil. And then, you know, it's just, and I don't know if it's turmoil, if that's the right word or not, but they haven't attracted those kids that they were attracting from neighboring districts would come in as ninth graders or, or even later and uh, really, you know, come in there to play basketball and, and, and something that that community was really proud of. So they are in a rebuild state and we'll see what they can do. Um, the other school in this conference, uh, in the white division uh, is Drew Stevens and the Pinckney Pirates, Coach Drew Stevens and the Pinckney Pirates. Um, this is another team. They, uh, they, they're going to have five new starters this year. Another, so again, Adrian, Ypsilanti, Pinckney, there's kind of a common theme here. Um, I don't, they, they got a little bit of size, some of their newcomers, uh, they at least got one uh, big fella. But uh, not not a ton of proven players here. I think if they, you know if they can get in the middle of the pack, I think uh, I think Coach Stevens will be happy. Yeah, no doubt. It, it's tough when you when you don't bring back anybody right. um, from a year ago. But uh, you know, I think like Coach seeing his comments and what what he's thinking coming into the year. You know, he wants them to be a defensive focused team um, and, and really you know be be a tough to to handle on that end of the floor i think that's a smart move when you got a young uh, unproven group uh so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes i mean looking at some of the guys they do have three guys returning that are seniors jack is i believe it's uh azurkis uh johnny combs and Braden doyle those are three senior guards uh so they'll have to rely heavily on those guys i'm expecting as they get going this year and uh yeah it, it can be fun i i assume you know to for, for kids there's opportunities to be had all over the place so uh you know, the begin the early season is, is going to be important for them to see if they can establish their roles and, and then see what they can do when they get to conference play right there's a, another guy that i might butcher his first name uh, drake and mays he was the big kid i i uh mentioned a six five or six six um junior forward that is going to be a newcomer this year there's another guy named caden carlson and you know, uh, he's a newcomer to the varsity. I only mention that because back way back in the day when I had my uh, Pinckney coaching stint, there was a guy named Jeff Carlson. I wonder if it's a relative, but if it is, this kid's going to be able to play a little bit. But he is a uh, uh, a guy they're hoping for big things out of. So, um, yeah, t- typical Pinckney team. It's you know not surprised to see Drew uh, say you know uh, uh, that this is a gritty group and they're going to get after you defensively because um, that's that's been Pinckney basketball for quite a while uh, during the Tom Reason era and now with Drew Stevens era. So, well, there that those are the six teams and I, you know like I said there seems to be a little bit of a, a divide between the top three and the bottom three, but 
um, that's that's preseason and that's on paper. So we'll see how things pan out. And we've been doing this with all the leagues, um, you know, kind of looking at their their postseason prospects. We've talked about the league, but um, have you? I don't know. The, you know, obviously Jackson is hosting uh, a district uh, with Oakham is Holt, Jackson Northwest, Lansing, Everett, and Mason. Uh, that's obviously Division One district. Chelsea and Pinckney both go to the Williamston district, which also includes Gabriel Richard, Hazlitt, and Fowlerville. Tecumseh is in the Adrian district, uh, along with, man, this is a tough one, Onstead, Parma Western, Hillsdale, and Adrian Madison. And Ypsilanti gets to go to the Lincoln district, which uh, will include Celine, Pioneer, and Huron. So when you, when you hear those four districts that we just threw out, anybody uh, – I mean, we've had this question for every every podcast so far. Which team do you think has the best chance at a district title? Um, I, I think probably Chelsea. I just think that they kind of have the best set up there. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but uh, I'd say, you know, Williamson's an unproven team this year, unlike last year when they were uh, world beaters uh, with, with their, their basically college roster. Um, and obviously like we're counting them as one of the top teams in the league. So I think I give them the best chance individually. I also think that Tecumseh has got a very good shot. I, I really could see, I could see two teams winning districts here. Um, if I had to really guess a number, I think I'd go with two. I mean, that might be a little bit ambitious, but, uh, it'd probably be safer to say one team wins a district here, but, uh, that, that'd be, that'd be what I go with with two, probably if I had to choose Chelsea and Tecumseh, but, um, yeah. All right. And Jackson, uh, even though they're up against it and they, you know, I mean, there's multiple good teams in that district, um, which they're hosting though, but I don't, I don't know anybody wants to play a team like Jackson in the tournament, especially, you know, if they, they can keep their guys healthy and they come off a successful season. And because of that tough non-league schedule that they play, they're not going to be intimidated by anybody that they see that day. So no doubt. Yeah. All right. So anyway, yeah, that's the, that's it for the uh, SEC white, uh, it's been, you know, it's, some of these teams are, are good every year. Uh, some bounce back and forth a little bit, but I think we're going to have a competitive league. Anything but a three-way tie. That's my model this year with the SEC White. We've got to got to break up that stuff. They got to they got to start maybe having a little playoff or something, a little three-team playoff on the Saturday after or something or a tiebreaker. But my goodness, when half your league gets a a championship T-shirt, you know, and um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe with Trope being gone, we won't have to worry about tri championships anymore. So they just love to spread uh spread the love out in the they conference. Do. So they do, they do. So all right, well, hey, that wraps up the uh, STC White. Our next one uh, will likely be the SEC Red, but we'll surprise you uh, when it comes that time. Until next time, take care. <laughs>